make yeah. some, make some t-shirts about it, man. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, here we go. Rise to Serve, episode one. Um, welcome, you guys. This is Blake. Uh, man, super happy to have you guys with us. I have our co-host here, Chris. Um, man, we're just uh, we're excited to be here. Just some, some conversations that we get to have, and um, I'm going to turn that off. It's going to be super loud, and we want to not get distracted, because yeah. I'll get distracted. But anyway, episode one, we're here. Um, man, how's your day been, Chris? Yeah, it's been great. It's been a, uh, a good week. You know, uh, Kelsey and I just came off of our uh, one-year wedding anniversary, um, and so we, we took a little trip out to Mount Zion, or not Mount Zion, but Zion National Park um, in Utah. And spend a couple of days out there just hiking and backpacking and, yeah. you know, spending some, some quality time together. So that was a, a good week. And, you know, now it's just uh, catching back up with, with reality. So That's cool, man. Yeah. So going west, is that as far as you've been west now? Or have you been further? You've been, have you been to California? Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely on the, on the bucket list. But, um, but no, that was, that was the furthest, uh, first trip to Vegas uh, and the furthest west I've been. Um, so it's like a different world out there, man. I it tell is, you, dude. It's you know, beautiful. It's, yeah. Um, you come back to come back to Georgia, and uh, <laughs> you look around, and, and nothing nothing really looks impressive anymore. So, and especially where we are, man. Like we're um, for you guys that don't know, we're just east of Atlanta, so we're kind of in the middle of the <laughs> the between the ocean and the uh, mountains, you yeah. know. So it's, it's definitely different. We're just kind of we have a little bit of trees and some rolling hills, but yeah, unless you nothing beautiful, <laughs> so to speak, you know. <laughs> unless you enjoy, uh, you know, staring at cows. Um, that's you know, that's it, yeah. uh, probably not the a few lakes around here which is pretty fun for the summertime but uh we're just man like i feel like we're just far enough south and east that we don't get a whole lot of snow maybe once every few years but that's something man like i wish we got more of i don't know about you i like i like snow man i love the kids being able to play in it and stuff like that but yeah so that actually snow um actually threw our trip off a little bit originally we were planning to uh you know, spent four days uh, just backpacking out at Zion, um, got all the equipment, had everything nice and packed up. And literally the Saturday that we were going out there, um, cold front moved through and it started snowing. So we had to replan a little bit, spent a couple nights uh, in Vegas. But um, yeah, the snow out there was just I- incredible. I mean, um, honestly, a lot of a lot of parts of Nevada and not Utah as much, but Nevada really reminded me of, of Afghanistan. It was kind of kind of strange, honestly, some of the resemblance there, um, just being like in the, you know, smack dab in the middle of this like flat plain with just mountains all around it. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, but the snow uh, over at Zion was, yeah. Were you, guys, were you guys in Vegas? Did y'all go stop in Vegas or no? Yeah, we did. We flew, okay. we flew into Vegas. That's we, what I thought. Yeah, yeah, we spent two nights there, Saturday and Sunday night. Um, and then headed out How to was Zion. That, man? Yeah, it was it was busier than than I thought it was going to be. To be honest, um, it was uh, still you could tell that it, you know it wasn't like completely back to life. But there was a lot of people out. Um, I, I wish we had you know planned a little bit better. Maybe we could have gotten to a show or two. But there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of entertainment stuff going on. Um, but yeah, that, that was my first trip out there, and it was That's cool. Man. It, it is cool. It's, very unique. Um, I think you could probably spend three weeks out there and not, you know, I'm sure not see everything. So, yeah, I've been out to California and Idaho and 
Colorado, things like that, man. And it's it's breathtaking. Uh, Idaho, dude, was absolutely beautiful. I went back in February right before COVID hit. Yeah. I went up there to see a good friend of mine. But, dude, I mean, the mountains, we flew through, like, into Salt Lake and then uh, laid over there really for a few minutes and then took back off to Idaho. And, I mean, there was just snow on top of the mountains. Still, it was, it was beautiful, man. I, I, I wish, you know, like I was saying, I was like – It'd be nice to have something where that was pretty close to us, which the mountains aren't too far, but it, it's not the same. It's not the same type of mountains. Yeah. But, um, so you guys, you did get to go hiking, but it wasn't the plan that you that you had, I guess, uh, yeah, <laughs> at the which, beginning because of the weather. Right, which was fine. I mean, you know, that would have been – obviously, I've, I've spent plenty of time out in the woods, you know, over the my Army career and, you know, camping and yeah. being in the field. But uh, Kelsey isn't – hasn't spent quite as much time you know we've gone camping a few times but it probably was uh for the better that it worked out that way it worked out well i'm sure man especially the the cool front coming in because you and i were talking about the week before like man i don't know if it's going to hold off or not but uh man i saw your pictures the pictures are beautiful looks like you guys had a good time and celebrating anniversary really it's just about getting away and being together man so how how is that being away from yeah that it, it was definitely a challenge um you know um speaking of that kelsey and i my my wife we we just had our first son um parker he is uh a little over two months old so um that was a conversation that that i had before i planned the trip i was like hey you gonna be okay if we leave parker for four days like is that is that cool um and she she was good with it uh it was it was hard when we were leaving um for sure but once we got there man it it was great we 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 needed the time away that's good man i talked to you you know about how crazy work has been and, you know, just, just life in general. So just being able to, you know, take a step back is, is definitely necessary. It's sometimes. refreshing too, because like, it's good to miss, you know what I mean? Like right. it's good to miss. And, and you've seen that, like you've missed Kelsey before, but now you're missing like your son and yeah. Parker, you miss him and you're coming back and it's exciting. I always, I, I mean, I, I love, it's hard to go away on trips and things like that, but man, it's so refreshing coming back because you miss your family and you want to be back with them. I think that's really cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's something different about being a parent. You know, it's a little bit different. So for sure, missing them is pretty cool, but awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you guys had a, a good trip, a good anniversary trip. And um, anyway, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we just are kind of just going to be talking back and forth, but we want to bring you guys Rise to Serve, like we mentioned. Uh, this is something that has been on Chris and I's heart, um, really just to man, put something together, something that is important to us and something that represents us. And we both think service as a whole is important. Uh, like Chris said, he's he's been in the Army. Uh, I'm a firefighter and in the fire service and really serving communities and serving our country and, and really just you know doing something that's bigger than ourselves is, is super important to us. So that's where the rise to serve comes and we hope that we can challenge other people who are serving to continue to serve and those maybe who aren't serving in the capacity that they want to to rise up to that and serve uh in a way that is going to man just make them excited about being who they are and just uh challenging them to to do more uh maybe that's in their community or their country whatever it is we just uh, are grateful to be able to be here and talk about some of this stuff but um <clears throat> yeah for sure i mean you know i think that that is is something that our, our country needs right now is you know that servant mindset you know um politics aside like you know there's just 
seems like so much, you know, di- you know, division and, you know, just uh, back and forth in, in, in a lot of, you know, communities in our country. And, um, you know, I think that it's important to have, you know, the folks in the community who are who are looking for ways to help, looking for people to help. Like the more people who have that, you know, that servant mindset and are, are constantly looking, you know, for ways to improve, you know, the lives or situations of those around them, um, you know, whether it's through, you know, public service or, you know, just a good deed here and there, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that, that that's important. And, you know, I know that uh, is foundational for, for Blake and I and, you know, who we are. Um, so hopefully these conversations, like he said, you know, just provide some encouragement. We're going to talk about, you know, some questions, um, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully enc- encourage, you know, others out there to, to look for those opportunities to, to serve. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of just rising to serve, man, and we don't have to go into like a super long story, but what was really what pushed you to go into the military to to take that step? Yeah, uh, so you know, I, I think it was something that actually I'll back up a little bit more even. So it, it is interesting. Um, growing up, I have a, a younger brother and a younger sister, and uh, my brother was actually always the one who was like wanting to play army, and uh, you know. Love doing that kind of stuff. I was always very sports focused. Honestly, like coming up through, you know, those teen and like high school years, like it wasn't really something that was uh, it was on my mind um, to go into the military after I graduated. Um, but I had a good friend of mine uh, through high school. Uh, his dad was was in the army as a major, and my friend joined uh, right out of high school. So I saw, you know, kind of what he came back, you know, and was just telling me stories. And I just saw like how it developed him as a person, um, you know, kind of the bond that he had with, you know, some of the other people that, that he had been introduced to. Um, and, you know, just, just thinking about, you know, where I wanted to go and, you know, what, what my calling was, I never really had like a, you know, a set thing that I wanted to do. You know, people would ask like, what do you want to do when you graduate? I have no idea, you know. Yeah. Um, so some people come out of the womb like I'm going into the military and this is what I'm going to do, which is awesome. And then some people just step into it for different reasons. Right? Yeah. For me, um, you know, I wanted to be able to serve to, to serve the country. Like I, that, that was something that you know, while I, I didn't think about it consciously through you know high school and it wasn't something I planned on doing. Like I knew it was important. Yeah. Um, and and now I, I very strongly feel that way. You know that that you know, it's important to, to serve, you know, the country in some capacity. It doesn't have to be the military, but, you know, that was one, one reason. Another reason was my friend's father who just, you know, talked to me about it. And, uh, you know, just the, I could tell that he was very proud of, you know, absolutely uh, of yeah. what he had done and not, not in like a arrogant sense, right, you know, yeah. but just the pride you get from, from being a part of something bigger than yourself. So I think that's huge, man. I, I've always respected it and, and I've had family. Uh, my grandfather was in the air force. My brother was in the air force. My uncle was a helicopter pilot in the army and did that until he nice. um, retired. And I, I've always respected it, man. I, I've always thought that was a really cool thing. And really, I, I don't know why, honestly, I, I didn't do it because like I said, we had family who did that, but, uh, for me, ended up like going into ministry right out of high school and, and felt like that's what the Lord was calling me to do. But I also had a love for the fire service. 
And so that's really where my service came into play was into the fire service. Uh, and I grew up around that. My dad was a firefighter, uh, really all my growing up until really I got into high school and just something that I really love to do. Um, the fire service always interested me. I mean, literally every time I rode by a fire station, like I'm breaking my neck to, you know, look back and, and see what's in the, the bay. Are there any rigs sitting out there? Are they out on a call and stuff like that? So that was uh, really important for me. And Ended up being able to make that happen in 2015, going into that full time, which was absolutely awesome. And I've been doing that for the past five years. And man, I, I love being able to serve the community in that way and just give back uh, to the people that we serve. But also really just like you said, the people that you serve beside, like giving back to them and being a part of that and the camaraderie there and, and the brotherhood, man, like there's nothing greater to me. Um than, than the job that I have right now. And I love showing up every single day. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I imagine that was probably a lot of the inspiration behind, you know, starting next wrong is that, you know, call to serve those around you, um, you know, recognizing, you know, the issues that the people in public service face and, um, you know, doing something about it. Yeah, man, that was, that was really the reason I dove in head first. I volunteered as a fireman for a couple of years where we live here and that was back in, gosh, before Natalie and I got married 2009 and 2010. We got married in 2010. And so I did that for a couple of years. And, man, I just wasn't sure what that was going to look like. Ended up stepping away from it until 2005. But that was the big reason that I stepped back into it is because I wanted to make an impact in the people that are serving, the people, you know, the firemen. Uh and I, I, only, the, I really, what it came down to is I knew I couldn't make an impact in them unless I was serving beside them. And that was really important to me um, to be able to do that, to know what they experience, what they go through, and to understand that firsthand. So I jumped back in in 2015 and started Next Rung in 2017. So it's been, I mean, we're going on year four next year, which is yeah. absolutely wild, but um, it's awesome. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, definitely could could talk more about it, but you can check out our website. It's nextrung, N-E-X-T-R-U-N-G.org. And we tackle the mental health issues of firefighters and first responders. So that's how I serve and give back to the people um, that I work beside every single shift, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. That was interesting. You know, as you says, you know, you felt called back to it because, you know, you made, you didn't feel like you could serve the, you know, that community without being, you know, side by side with them. And, uh, you know, I do think that, that that's important, you know, no matter where you're called to serve, you know, it's, it's important that, you know, you, you go in head first and, you know, you're, you're not, you, you want to be one of, you know, the people that you are trying to serve. You want to, you know, belong to the community and, and, mm -hmm. you know, make, uh, you know, them feel comfortable because you have those shared experiences and, you know, you understand where they're coming from, you know, and you understand what, you know, the struggles are. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's, uh, that's very interesting. No um, doubt, man. And obviously, you know, not everybody's called, you know, to serve in, in a public service sense. I think that, you know, there's so many other ways out there to, to make a difference uh, in your community. What what do you think, you know, somebody who, who may not have that calling, like, where, where do they start, you know? Man, I, there's so many different ways for people to get involved. Um, like you were saying earlier, it doesn't have to be, obviously, through serving the country or serving your I guess your community in a sense of public service, but, uh, man, I, really serving. It's just, I don't know, man. I feel like we have an opportunity, honestly, to serve the people around us every single day. 
um, at least that's my mindset, is the people that I come in contact with, like, how can I serve those people? How can I make an impact in their life? Like, that's one of the things that I'm constantly challenging myself to do is, is really just make an impact in the people that that I am around that day, uh, whether that's my family or people in the community or, you know, wherever I'm at is how can I, how can I be someone who's going to better the people around me and serve them and do things? Uh, and like you said earlier, man, you mentioned like good deeds and, and man, like acts of service are huge and just doing something for other people. Um, there's so many different ways to do that. I mean, we could go into a hundred different ones, but I guess really one that comes off the, the top of the mind is, I mean, like something simple as far as maybe just opening a door for someone, you know, or actually like smiling and and nodding at someone and and having that, uh, you know, human interaction because so many people are looking down at their phones. And and I know that sounds silly, but I feel like even now, man, that's almost like an act of service is actually having a conversation with someone because at times it can be kind of awkward, you know, for people now to even make that happen. But I think that's huge. I try to to make that a point now is actually hold conversations with people and try to put my phone down and do yeah. stuff like that, hold the door for them or, or whatever it may be. You know, if they drop something, pick it up for them, that kind of stuff. I know it's cheesy, right? But I mean, there needs to be more of that. In yeah, the world. No, I agree. I mean, that's arguably, you know, the most important, you know, people that you, you can serve on a daily basis is just those around you. Right. I mean, you know, that's the most obvious place to start, I think. And, and you're exactly right. And that, you know, in my mind, it, it it's a mindset, right? A service mindset. Like yeah. if you're looking for those little things, like you're going to find other ways to make big impacts and you never know, like, you know, those little things, man, you know, they could, they could make a huge difference in somebody's life. Um, you know, and, and be, you know, just what they needed that day to, mm-hmm. to, to get through whatever they were going through. Um, you know, one, one thing I'm a big fan of is, uh, the, the pay it forward at Chick-fil-A, Absolutely. You know, especially if, uh, you know, especially if I'm behind somebody who wants to pay it back, you know, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I needed that. Appreciate today. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, speaking of that man in high school, I didn't know that was like a courtesy thing. Yeah. And, and I get up to the drive through and like, Hey, the person in front of you paid for you. I'm like, You're like Oh man, yes, that's awesome. This yeah. is awesome. I didn't pay for the person behind yeah. me. And I felt like a dirt bag, yeah. like a couple of years later yeah. when I figured out that I was supposed to do that, you know? Well, but it's, I don't it's think pretty any, funny. Nobody yeah. expects a, you know, a high school kid to, you know, be paying for, you know, a minivan full of people's meals, but you I know, know, or I'm <laughs> like, Hey, how much is the person's yeah. behind, ticket behind me? $60. Never mind. Yeah. I'll get, what about the person behind them, you know, <laughs> balling on a budget, you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta but, take a quick look in that rear view mirror and see how many people are in the yeah. car. Um, but speaking of service, man, one of the cool things that you get to do is you get to serve the gyms and the gym community, um, spe- specifically, I can't speak specifically, more, I guess, CrossFit style gyms. Um, so tell us a little bit about that, man, how you get to do that on a daily basis. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's been quite a ride this year. Uh, anybody who is listening to this podcast and, you know, doesn't live under a rock knows that obviously COVID has, you know, torn our country up this year. Um, you know, one of the communities that, you know, is probably hardest hit, you know, well, there's a, there's a few, you know, restaurant owners for sure. Um, gym, gym owners are, are a big one. Yeah, small um, businesses as yeah, a whole, really. Yeah. So, you know, I work for uh, a company called O2. Uh, we're a sports recovery uh, beverage drink um, that, you know, is sold mostly in, you know, functional fitness. Yeah, Blake's got one right here. Nice uh, Blackberry Current. Um, 
but we're, we're sold mostly in, you know, like CrossFit gyms, uh, hit studios, yoga, you know, kind of like the boutique fitness style. Um, that's, that's kind of like our core demographic. And, uh, you know, th- those are some of the businesses that were, were hardest hit, right. Because they're all owned by, you know, uh, you got a single owner, uh, you know, running, running his business and, you know, being forced to shut down. Um, it's the luxuries, I guess that really got hit, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, you know, earlier in the year and in March, uh, we started seeing, you know, some of these shutdowns happen, um, and, and just started looking for a way to, uh, you know, to help, um, Obviously, this was new to everybody. We really had no idea where it was going. You know, it started with two weeks and evolved into two months. And, you know, now here we are eight months later. But, um, you know, at the beginning, we, you know, really just looking to see what we could do. We knew that there was a problem. Um, You know, gyms are going to be shut down. We started thinking about, okay, well, you know, what what is the impact here? You know, obviously, you know, those memberships aren't cheap, you know, CrossFit memberships, you know, can be anywhere from 150 to $200 a month. Um, yeah. Especially depending on how many people you're paying for. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you know, you and Natalie, you know, both go as a couple, you know, you may be spending upwards of, you know, 250 to $300 a month yeah. on a, on a gym membership. So, you know, that was a, a, a big concern. And, you know, at first when it was just two weeks, it was like, okay, well, you know, this isn't so bad. Most people were, you know, they're not going to cancel their gym membership. You know, they're just going to, you know, wait for the two weeks. You know, they'll be back, you know, once everything's opened back up. But then it turned into, you know, three weeks, four weeks. And we got into April. And, uh, you know, most people were good with paying in April, too. You know, it was it's still like, okay, well, we're just going to wait it out and see, um, you know, see what happens. But uh, then May uh, came around and, you know, that, that 250 to $300, especially, you know, when some, you know, some of these members are, you know, losing their jobs or, you know, having their salary or their hours cut at work. Yeah. Um, so it started to really, you know, be a lot of stress on the, on the gym owners, um, you know, started seeing the, those cancellations. So, and some of them were impacted longer than others <clears throat> because I know here in Georgia, thankfully, man, we weren't shut down as soon and as long as some of these other states, uh, I know it had to, to get pretty rough in, in other states compared yeah. to ours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in the Northeast and you know the the West Coast, yeah, we definitely Coast is where we sure. we saw it. Northeast you know, the worst. too, man. Like you said, I, I know a couple of gym owners up there, and I mean it was insane for them. I mean they're barely now just getting back open. Yeah, yeah. And Hopefully, there's not a round two. For sure. Yeah, that's that's one thing we're you know we're concerned about right now, but. You know, what we did in the spring is, um, you know, the bi- obviously the biggest concern, you know, just kind of building off of uh, what I was mentioning before was, was retention, right? You know, yeah. members, you know, may not want to stick around if they're not going to be able to go to the gym, no matter how much they love, you know, their owner, their community. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so we brought together, uh, you know, five other ba- brands in the industry, um, and we offered a uh, $100 uh, gift voucher. It was like $20, $20 for each brand. Um, you know, for every member of any gym in the country who kept their membership active in May. Um, That's huge. Yeah. So, you know, the idea was to help offset, you know, some of the cost, um, you know, the gym, you know, if a member's paying $150 a month for membership, and we're able to, you know, give them this $100 gift card to some of their, you know, favorite brands, you know, hopefully it's incentive enough to stick around in May. Um, And yeah, it made a huge impact. And, you know, that was such a blessing, you know, having owned, a, a gym myself, you know, partnering with, with Jesse here at CFU in the past, like, um, you know, being able to give back to the, to the community and, and really like, you know, come to aid in that, that time of need was, was huge. Um, yeah, that's so, awesome. 
Um, but Speaking of CFU, man, CrossFit and Yielding, where, where we go to the gym, man, Jesse was really good about lending out equipment during that time, which is absolutely awesome, man. Like, he was yeah. letting people pick up rowers and bikes and barbells and, I mean, literally, I mean, everything and anything that people could pick up, he was he was letting them take it home and work out in the garage or outside, which was was absolutely awesome. Um, I know I, I grabbed a rower, and fortunately, man, I, I'm blessed enough downstairs. We are in the office above my garage, but in my garage, I have enough equipment down there to work out a squat rack, plenty of bumper plates, pull up, you know, bar and, and things like that. So, um, you know, but that's that was huge. Yeah, um, it's kind super, of that servant mindset, you know, we're exactly, talking about man. too. You know, yeah, I mean, you very know. much so. Um, but yeah, man. So O2, if you guys don't know about it, check it out. Uh, it's better than Kill Cliff. You heard it here <laughs> first. Uh, but, uh, anyway, but, uh, speaking of gyms too, man, I was late getting here. You and Kelsey were already here. Jesse had just bought some new rowers, um, and there's styrofoam that's packaged inside. Yeah. And literally, I'm about to walk out the door, and my son and another kid at the gym, they get that styrofoam, and, like, they disintegrate it everywhere. Man. And uh, I had to go get a vacuum and clean that up. And not I bet they had a great just... time doing that. Though, they did, man. man. <laughs> I, well, it was funny because I heard someone say, like, the kids are over there playing in the styrofoam, and I was like, dear Lord, please don't let that be my kid. And so I see the other kid running by. I'm like, yes, it's not mine. I walk around the corner, and my son's covered from head to toe in styrofoam. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious, but... Uh, yeah, man. So it's uh, it's a good time over there. Um, and speaking of working out, one other question that I had: What's your favorite workout music? Favorite workout music? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and you know, honestly, it kind of depends on on the day and and even the workout. Sometimes, yeah. um, you know, I uh, I'm not a, I'm not too ashamed to you know pop on some T Swift every now and then, and you know. <laughs> uh, but I would say, you know, largely I, I listen to probably rap uh, mm -hmm. most of the time, uh, you know, various artists. I don't, I don't really know that I have a favorite. And honestly, it's not even really that like I, you know, like, you know, rap music. Like, I, you know, I'll, it's not like I'm going to listen to it in a car on my way over here. But, you know, working out, man, it just kind of gets you in that mindset. Vibe, it's like, yeah. yeah, you know, you, you just kind of get that attack mentality um, That's right, and, yeah. and it just gets you gets you pumped up. So, um, yeah um that and then you know i listen to some metal uh you know sometimes we'll uh you know throw some throw some rock on uh just get after it especially like on those heavy deadlift days mm -hmm. you know just uh just get you know heavy guitar solos and that's right know, yeah can't understand what they're screaming but you know it's they're screaming getting something. You fired up that's yeah it. so yeah. Um, what about you man dude i pretty much could listen to anything besides opera i think yeah and that would be okay yeah country music that's your go-to is that yeah. not really man like i mean it doesn't matter what's on like it's funny i've had people look at me especially at the the firehouse man like it'll just be playing on like this random mix and like i've had people come and look at me like dude what are you listening to yeah. i don't know man like i'm like, just listening to music just gross. getting my workout in kids, so. kids pop 08 that's right man <laughs> clean up song i don't know you know all sorts of stuff uh but honestly man i can i can listen to pretty much anything yeah um really man i've gotten even to where one of my favorite things i know it's crazy one of my favorite things to listen to is like worship music which yeah. is is fun it's kind of slow at times but really as long as i got music playing 
I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, opera, maybe. I don't know. I haven't tried that one yet. That's pretty much the only one I haven't tried. So we'll have to give that a whirl as well. Maybe uh, opera and Nickelback. Right. Uh, yeah, those, oh, yeah, Nickelback. I was, I was out there on sun- Sunday uh, doing a thousand box step ups with Tom's hero workout called Chad. Uh, if anybody's not familiar with CrossFit, you know, um, they have like these named workouts, you know, a lot of them are named after, uh, you know, fallen soldiers. Um, and so this one, this one was, and it was a, a yeah. thousand box step ups for time, um, on the 20 inch box with a 45 pound rucksack. Um, and I decided to do, uh, do it with two 25 pound dumbbells. Ugh, um, miserable. yeah. And, and probably about, you know, rep. 567 uh photograph came on by nickelback <laughs> and zapped all That's motivation awesome. those next 30 reps were were miserable um just drop the weight go over there and swap the song that, yeah. <laughs> or throw something at the radio yeah. but yeah silence is better than this all right i think silence would be way better than nickelback um yeah man uh that's uh that's an intense workout. How are those? I mean, are you feeling that in like your Achilles or anything like that? Your ankles, your knees. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah, I, uh, I got up this morning and you know I was making some coffee, walking around the house, and noticed I was feeling a little sore. Yeah, and just progressively got worse. I went outside, walked up to the mailbox. It was like a a thirty yard walk from my door to the mailbox, and my calves were cramping up like halfway back. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's rough. Yeah. That's awesome. Just man. haven't been able to, to, you know, get up there to the gym as much as I would yeah. like over the past few weeks. So yeah, jumping into like a two week hiatus, like right into uh, a thousand, a thousand box step ups, not a great idea. Uh, probably better to ease back in, you know, something more manageable, but it's a smart choice. I like it. Yeah. Man. You know, go, go for broke. That's it. <laughs> Head first, man. And this, and like you said, hero wads are, are really a big thing in in the CrossFit world. But it's cool to be able to honor those guys um, that that have served, man, and yeah. and absolutely huge. Um, yeah, we talk about service. I mean, you know, the ultimate yeah. sacrifice there. Like those got, you know, I think, you know, one of the cool things about being in that community is you're you're surrounded by people for the most part, um, and there's there's always exceptions, but you're surrounded by people who you know would gladly you know, lay down their life for what they believe in. Um, and I think that's huge, man, to, to be able yeah. to interact with, uh, with people like that. I'm sure it's very similar in the, you know, the fire service, you know, obviously it's not always, uh, you know, barbecues and, um, you know, nap time over at the fire station. You guys got a lot going on. So, you know, yeah, man, we, we definitely do. Um, and there, are, man, there's, there's people every year, obviously that, that make that ultimate sacrifice uh, on the job, and it's it's intense, man. Um, unfortunately, there's not really a way around that. Just with the yeah. same thing as far as like the military. I mean, it's, it's going to happen yeah. um, because that's our job. We're, we're supposed to go into harm's way and um, you know do that for people, and we want to. And it's, we don't do it, man. Like, as you know, we don't do it for a pat on the back, and right. it's not about uh, the thank you or or anything like that. Um, but it's just. I don't know, man. Like, there's something to it, man. Like, there's just that calling on your life that, that you have, man, to just to do something that's that's better and bigger than than yourself. Yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. Is it's not about me. It's about giving back in a way, man. That um, I don't know. I don't, sometimes you can't. I don't know if you can really explain it um, to the fullest because people don't understand it in that way because you. You have people ask, you know, and it's, I guess, for us, it's like, man, so you're telling me that you're going to go into a fire and you're going to risk your life to, to save someone else, a stranger that you don't know. And absolutely, yeah. I'm going to do everything I can, even if that means 
risking my life or losing my life. And it's the same thing for the military. Um, and you can attest to that, but you're doing it for strangers. Yeah. You know, for people who some love you, some don't, you know, and some don't, and they don't support you. But overall, man, it doesn't matter. Like you're just there to, to do your job and, and to do what you love. Um, so I think that's absolutely important, man. For sure. And, uh, you know, we, I think we've, we've lucked out, uh, in our, in our, you know, callings of service being military and, and fire, we definitely uh, probably have it the easiest as far as, you know, just public approval and appreciation. Um, yeah. You know, I think that over the past 20 years, especially since 9-11, really probably um, was kind of the catalyst there of, you know, uh, just military and, and, you know, first responder appreciation. Yeah, that's really, man, where the fire service really started to gain that attention, which is, is awesome, man. It, it, it deserves it, in, in my opinion, um, not because I am one, but you look at, at 9-11 and just the the 343 firefighters especially, man, that's that's a, obviously a huge number and lives in, in history um, of all those FDNY guys who just literally, they knew that when they walked in, man, they probably weren't coming out. And uh, absolutely huge for for the fire service, man. It, it, they, those guys are heroes, yeah. obviously. And um, yeah, but like you said, we're the ones that are, are loved. Fire service is loved. The military is loved. Um, yeah. so uh, we got it easy on that side, man. Law enforcement, unfortunately, isn't one of the ones that's always loved. Um, sometimes they are, but man, a lot of times they aren't. They have a hard job and, and a hard line to, to, uh, carry, but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, more so power to them, man. I'm, I'm appreciative for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, it's, uh, un- unfortunate you know, that sometimes, you know, the, the public opinion can have so much momentum and, you know, these, you know, one-off cases of, of things happening just, you know, make the, the whole law enforcement as a whole, you know, um, yeah. seem like the bad guy. The but image, man, the, yeah, yeah, the image there is, suffers for sure, unfortunately, yeah. man. But there's so many great, you know, police officers out there. Obviously, we know, you know, plenty of them personally. Yeah, um, exactly. And, just all stand up guys. So yeah, yeah we no definitely doubt, appreciate, man. uh, appreciate that service as well. You know, speaking of, so, um, but cool, man. I think we're, uh, we're getting pretty close. We're, we're at 37 minutes. Probably got just a little bit longer for us to go. Um, man, uh, <laughs> one of the things I have written down here is, I don't know. I like talking about working out and CrossFit and yeah. stuff like that. I'm, I'm big into that. Um, Really, because it's again like you come back and it's it's a community. I love right. anything that's community driven. Um, but someone was asking about train with Rich Froning earlier. Oh yeah, like hey man, you're gonna do train with Rich? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like when is it? And and I keep up with them, man. I love their podcast, Froning and Friends. I keep up. I, I do. Um, like I, I'm a part of. I guess their programming or whatever, like that's some of the workouts that I do. Um, so I try to keep up with it, man. I, I had that actually had the opportunity of meeting Rich Froning earlier in the year. Um, I went up there as on behalf of Next Strong, and we donated back to a family who had lost their firefighter to suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that we do is we donate back to those families and just let them know that we're here for them. And um, if we can help in any way, we want to do that. Um, and it was one of Rich Froning's friends. And anyway, we got to go up to Mayhem and do the honor workout with them and stuff like that. But super cool guy, man. Super humble. Um, just a, a really cool place. But they're like, man, uh, anyway, you're going to do train with Rich? And I was like, I don't know. 
I'm like, well, it's, I don't know, it's in a couple weeks. I think it's in December, and it's like a thousand bucks. And I was like, a thousand yeah. bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I'd go get my L1 for that, you yeah. know, or something. Man, but uh, that's got to be I the dream, like, right? Somebody, somebody's going to pay me a thousand dollars just to come work out with heck me. Heck right? yeah. Man, man. That's, uh, that's that, it. I'm not that good. Um, and, you know, but for, for anybody who doesn't know, Rich, Rich Fernie was, you know, the four time fittest man on earth. So, yeah. you know, he, he does have some, a little bit of credibility there, yeah. you know, four so, times yeah. as an individual. And then he won four times, maybe five times as a team. I mean, he's, the guy's in, insane, man. Yeah. There's several, those dudes are monsters, dude. I, I mean, I'm trying to keep up with some of this programming that they do. Um, like the compete stuff. Yeah, bro, these dudes are animals. I'm looking at people's results and stuff like that, and there's no like I can't keep up. I'm just I'm I don't know. I'm yeah. 32, and I feel like I am not keeping up with those people. I try my best though, man. Yeah, it, it can be demoralizing sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when you you know are on especially like a public leaderboard like that, you know yeah. where there's like hundreds of people other people all over the world. Yeah. yeah, you feel pretty good about yourself until you know you're in a group of like. 500 other guys and you know you're sitting at like a smooth you know 78 or something yeah, on, yeah you're like wow i thought i was uh it's humbling man yeah. wait that's one of the things i honestly love about working out is it's just you in the bar you yeah. know what i mean like it can be very humbling at times you're like what the heck is going on some days you got it some days you don't yeah. and uh, you have to learn to roll the punches man and that's kind of where i'm at right now i think i tweaked my back i didn't really tweak it I just like pissed it off or something. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> my lower left back, man, like from squatting and stuff like that. And I was feeling it today and I did a double DT and it's like 155. It's not mm. really that heavy. Yeah. But that's enough. I didn't, I was like, I can't do this for 10 rounds. So I ended up dropping to 135 and I felt ashamed for the first round. And then I was at round 10. I'm like, that was probably a good choice, you know? Good yeah. job, man. <laughs> so uh, hey, that's, that's okay. That's a conversation yeah. actually I, I just had with, uh, with, with Dave, our, our CEO the other day is just like, you know, it, being, being okay with like where you're at in life and yeah. like accepting that, you know, that that's been a struggle for me recently. Dude, is, that's you a know, huge struggle for me, man. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, eight months ago, you know, I, I didn't have a newborn son and I could work out all the time. And, you know, mm -hmm. like there's a lot, there's a lot that's changed between now and then. So like, you know, priorities, man. Yeah. So it's hard to, to change that mindset and like, just be okay with mm -hmm. maybe not being as good at something as you were before, but that's okay because, you know, now like I'm a father, you know, so like that, that's my focus, you know, yep. to be a father and a husband. And that's, that's what I work at, you know, to be better, you know, in that area of my life a completely new area of my life, you know, and if some of the other parts have to suffer sometimes, you know, then, then that's okay. So yeah, just being all right with, uh, with where you're at and just happy with, you know, with, you know, with the blessings that, that you have in your life. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and saying that too, man, I, my kids are eight and five and, um, they're awesome, man. My daughter's the eight year old, my son's five, but it's, it's a lot of fun being a parent. It comes with its challenges and it comes with its rewards. And so does being married. We've been, Natalie and I've been married for 10 and a half years, almost It'll be 10 and a half years in December. And, but you know, it's, it's important, man. On, on top of that, while, yeah, like there's priority priorities and you're trying to kind of, you know, balance everything, like taking time for yourself is super important yeah. as well, man. Um, and the gym is that time for me, you know, each day, I hope, you know, when I'm home anyway, I also work out at when I'm at the firehouse, but especially when I'm home man, just letting some of that steam off that stress and really just kind of shutting down for a little bit, not having to think too hard other than gym math. But yeah. It's good, man. It's, it's, it's 
find something, you know, that you can do to really just, you know, take care of yourself. I, I think that's a huge thing, especially as you serve and as you, uh, man, love your family and the people around you and, and you give everything that you got, like you got to take a little bit of time for yourself and, and just make sure that you, <clears throat> you know, do something to help you stay healthy um, and just relieve that stress because if not, man, just be miserable and that's not fun either. So yeah, no, you're yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it is important, you know, to be able to 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 give the most. You, you know, you you want to be the best version of of yourself. So that right. that does require some you know some discipline. You know, to to continually improve, whether it's you know physically or mentally. Uh, and sometimes that just means just taking a little bit of rest. You know, yeah. um, you know, you're not going to be able to give a hundred percent, and you know, in your marriage or your community, if if uh, you know you aren't mentally there you know if you're distracted by other things so yeah. having those outlets like that is, is definitely healthy and Absolutely. you know allows you to to really just you know yeah be a better servant to those around you yeah um, no so. doubt um <clears throat> last question man coffee yeah what do you what do you think about coffee that's well, a loaded question yeah yeah that that could go a lot of different ways um i would say I, I love coffee would be the, uh, you know, the most direct answer there. Um, I love lamp. Yeah. I love lamp. Um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of coffee, actually, it's funny you bring that up. Um, so I, I'm a, a member of the the black rifle, you know, coffee club subscription, yeah. um, you know, and, and get generally like two bags a month is, is about what I go through. Um, so I'm a moderate drinker, normally like one to two cups. Like one a day. pound bags like, or five pound bags. Yeah, one pound bags. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, normally like one to two cups a day. Um, but today I got my my delivery right. Nice. Um, and I was only supposed to get one bag, but to my surprise, there were five bags of coffee in that box. Yeah. So, uh, was that like to, a, a, a mix up or like you, did you hit it too many times? No, or I went back and checked. Um, you know, that was just, you uh, just got the hookup. Uh, yeah. Just a blessing from the Lord, you know, That's I got, awesome, man. Can now uh, jump up to, you know, maybe four or five cups a day. So Lord loves coffee. Yeah, apparently, so. that's right. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, man, we, you know, got some great coffee sitting in front of us right now, actually, yeah. from, you know, a local place, uh, bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I have not spent a lot of time really, you know, studying coffee. I, I know that, you know, you obviously worked at the cafe for a long time. You're very particular. I've, yeah, I've man, I was noticed. a barista yeah. for probably about four or five years at a couple of different places. And it's, uh, it's interesting, man. Yeah. Um, coffee for me, like I honestly didn't start drinking it until Natalie and I started dating and her family literally had a pot of coffee on all day long. Yeah. As soon as it would, you know, like get empty or before it got empty, like they're they're starting to brew another pot. So um, that's how my <clears> parents <throat> were too growing up. It'd yeah. be you know it'd be seven o'clock at night, and you know they're they're brewing a pot of coffee for uh, their before bed cup. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, Put you to sleep, yeah. that, which is what it does for me. Coffee doesn't keep me awake, which is great, so I can drink it really at any point during the day. But I, I didn't drink it before. Now and I started dating. And then when I started drinking it, like I killed it with cream and sugar, you know, yeah. so I could actually stand it. And then, man, like I just started drinking it and probably, I don't know, it's been, I don't know, eight years ago, seven years ago, I was in Costa Rica uh, with a, a good friend of mine, man. We were doing some work over there and the place that we were at, the little hotel we were staying, they didn't have any cream and sugar or they had sugar, but no cream. And I was like, so you're crap, forced man. to drink it black. Yeah. <sighs> I guess I'll drink it black. Trial so I drank two cups black back to back. 
And from there, dude, like I really started to like appreciate the taste of coffee because I was like, oh, you can actually taste the difference. And coffee from Costa Rica, <clears throat> excuse me, is probably one of the best coffees that I've literally ever had, man. So I really got to appreciate the taste there. And now, man, in the mornings, I really love my coffee black. I don't like to put anything in it um, at nighttime. Occasionally, I like to throw a little something in there just to change it up a little bit. But um, yeah, man, coffee, I was a barista for a while, so I really got to uh, dive into the coffee world there. Man, there's just a bunch of different stuff, yeah. um, but it's cool, man. I love I love coffee. It's, it's great, um, a big part of my life. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> speaking of coffee, uh, one of the things that, you know, shameless plug here for uh, some friends of ours, man. It's called Firegrounds Coffee Company. They uh, they give us a discount code. It's NextRung15, and nice. that's 15% off uh, of their coffee. Uh, but they're firefighter veteran-owned uh, out of Dallas-Fort Worth area. They have some really good coffee, and actually NextRung next year is going to have her own blend, which oh, is going yeah, to awesome. be awesome. Um, so... Anyway, but yeah, I love coffee. Five pound bags are where it's at. You know, yeah. whole bean. It's got to be whole bean and oh, grind yeah. it yourself. You so that's, can't lose the oil. You can't know. lose I, the even, oil. Even I know that it's yeah. fresh. You know, the beans hold a little bit longer. But man, coffee, coffee is life. Occasionally a bang every now and then. Yeah, on yeah, my, was, my on my occasion. But yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ashamed confirm. sometimes, like, I shouldn't be drinking this, yeah. but I do it anyway. I can neither confirm nor deny that I, you know, will have one of those on occasion as well, you yeah. know, but. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Well, I think this is a pretty good first episode. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think, you know, it's fun, like, to have the, have the balance of, you know, conversation between the service and life. That's what we really want to bring to everybody is just, you know, some quality conversation, you know, maybe bring up some ways, you know, whether it's, you know, stories of service in the community yeah. or ways that, you know, people can get involved in different things. Um, you know, that's uh, really what we're looking to, to bring. Yeah. And services is, is what has driven us to be here and, and given us some common ground and um, just yeah, want to have a little uh, fun along the way. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, just talk about life and talk about serving and giving back and hopefully encouraging you guys to, to do the, the same along the way. But probably some CrossFit every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about CrossFit. I mean, what CrossFitter doesn't talk about CrossFit? Yeah, that's right. So it's but. like uh, you drink the Kool-Aid and now you're in there. But, well, cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, guys, we're right at, I don't know. Probably close to 42, 43 minutes. So we're going to cut out of here. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Not really seeing you because we can't see you, but you get it. All right. See you guys.